Section 8 of the Natural History, Volume 7. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. The Natural History, Volume 7, by Pliny the Elder. Translated by John Bostock and Henry Thomas Riley. Section 8, Book 32, Chapters 33 to 47. Chapter 33. Remedies for Intestinal Hernia and for Diseases of the Rectum. The Water Snake, One Remedy. The Hydrus, One Remedy. The Mullet, One Remedy. The Palimus, Three Remedies. For the cure of intestinal hernia, the sea hare is applied bruised with honey. The liver of the water snake and that of the hydrus, bruised and taken in drink, are remedial for a urinary calculi. Sciatica is cured by using the pickle of the salurus as a clyster, the bowels being first thoroughly purged. For chafing of the fundament, an application is made of heads of mullets and surmullets, reduced to ashes, for which purpose they are calcined in an earthen vessel and must be applied in combination with honey. Calcined heads, too, of the fish known as mini, are useful for the cure of chaps and condamolata, as also heads of salted palamedes, reduced to ashes, or calcined sibium, applied with honey. The torpedo, applied topically, reduces proceedence of the rectum. River crabs, reduced to ashes, and applied with oil and wax, are curative of chaps of the fundament. Sea crabs, too, are equally useful for the purpose. Chapter 34. Remedies for Inflamed Tumors and for Diseases of the Generative Organs. The Sclena, one remedy. The Perch, four remedies. The Squantina, three remedies. The Smeris, three remedies. The Pickle of the Coracinus disperses inflammatory tumors, an effect which is equally produced by using the calcined intestines and scales of the Sienna. The sea scorpion, too, is used for the same purpose, boiled in wine and applied as a fomentation to the part affected. Shells of sea urchins, bruised and applied with water, act as a check upon incipient inflammatory tumors. Ashes of the murex or of the purple are employed in either case. Whether it is wanted to disperse inflammatory tumors in an incipient state or to bring them to a head and break them. Some authorities prescribe the following preparation. Of wax and frankincense, 20 drachmae. Of litharge, 40 drachmae. Of calcine murex, 10 drachmae. And of old oil, 1 semisextarius. Salt fish, boiled and applied by itself, is highly useful for the above purpose. River crabs, bruised and applied, disperse pustules on the generative organs. The same, too, with calcined heads of minae, or the flesh of that fish boiled and applied. Heads of salted perch, reduced to ashes and applied with honey, are equally useful for the purpose. Or else calcined heads of alamides, or skin of the squatina, reduced to ashes. It is the skin of this fish that is used already, stated for giving a polish to wood. For the sea, even we find, furnishes its aid to our artificers. For a similar purpose, the fishes called smarides are applied topically, as also ashes of the shell, the murex, or of the purple, applied with honey, which last are still more efficacious 
when the flesh has been burnt with the shell. Salt fish boiled with honey is particularly good for the care of carbuncles upon the generative organs. For relaxation of the testes, the slime of snails is recommended, applied in the form of a liniment. Chapter 35. Remedies for Incontinence of Urine. The Ophidian, One Remedy. The flesh of hippocampi, grilled and taken frequently as food, is a cure for incontinence of urine. The ophidian, too, a little fish similar to the conjure in appearance, eaten with a lily root, or the small fry found in the bellies of larger fish that have swallowed them, reduced to ashes, and taken in water. It is recommended, too, to burn African snails, both shells and flesh, and to administer the ashes with wine of signia. Chapter 36. Remedies for Gout and for Pains in the Feet. The Beaver, Four Remedies. Brian, One Remedy. For the cure of the gout and diseases of the joints, oil is useful in which the intestines of frogs have been boiled. Ashes, too, of burnt bramble frogs are similarly employed with stale grease, in addition to which some persons use calcined barley, the three ingredients being mixed in equal proportions. It is recommended, too, in cases of gout, to rub the parts affected with a sea hair, fresh caught, and to wear shoes made of beaver skin, pontic beaver more particularly, or else of sea-calf skin, an animal the fat of which is very useful for the purpose. The same being the case also with Brian, a plant of which we have already spoken, similar to the lettuce in appearance, but with more wrinkled leaves and destitute of stem. This plant is of a styptic nature, and applied topically it tends to modify the paroxysms of gout. The same too with seaweed, of which we have also spoken already, due precaution being taken not to apply it dry. Chillbanes are cured by applying the pulmo marinus, ashes of sea crabs with oil, river crabs bruised and burnt to ashes, and kneaded up with oil, or else fat of the silurus. In diseases of the joints, the paroxysms are modified by applying fresh frogs every now and then. Some authorities recommend that they should be split asunder before being applied. The liquor from mussels and other shellfish has a tendency to make flesh. Chapter 37. Remedies for Epilepsy Epileptic patients, as already stated, are recommended to drink the rennet of the sea calf mixed with mare's milk, or ass's milk, or else with pomegranate juice, or in some cases with oxymel. Some persons, too, swallow the rennet by itself in the form of pills. Castorium is sometimes administered in three sathi of oxymel to the patient fasting. But where the attacks are frequent, it is employed in the form of a cluster, with marvelous effect. The proper proportions in this last case are two drachmae of castorium, one sextarius of oil and honey, and the same quantity of water. At the moment that the patient is seized with a fit, it is a good plan to give him castorium with vinegar to smell. The liver, too, of the sea weasel is given to epileptic patients, or else that of sea mice, or the blood of tortoises. Chapter 38. Remedies for Fevers. The fish called Acylus, one remedy. The phagus, one remedy. The balina, one remedy. Recurrent fevers are effectually checked by making the patient taste the liver of a dolphin, 
just before the paroxysm comes on. Hippocampi are stifled in oil of roses, and patients are rubbed therewith in cold agues, the fish also being worn as an amulet by the patient. In the same way, too, the small stones that are found at full moon in the head of the fish, called acellus, are worn attached in a piece of linen cloth to the patient's body. A similar virtue has been attributed to the longest tooth of the river fish, called phagus, attached to the patient with a hair, provided he does not see the person who attaches it to him for five days. Frogs are boiled in oil in a spot where three roads meet, and the flesh being first thrown away. The patients are rubbed with a decoction by way of cure for quartan fever. Some persons, again, suffocate frogs in oil, and after attaching them to the patient without his knowing it, anoint him with the oil. The heart of a frog, worn as an amulet, modifies the cold chills and fevers. The same, too, with oil in which the intestines of frogs have been boiled. But the best remedy for quartan fevers is to wear attached to the body either frogs from which the claws have been removed, or else the liver or heart of a bramble frog, attached in a piece of russet-colored cloth. River crabs, bruised in oil and water, are highly beneficial in fevers, the patient being anointed with the preparation just before the paroxysms come on. Some authorities recommend the addition of pepper to the mixture. Others prescribe for quartan fevers a decoction of river crabs in wine, boiled down to one-fourth, the patient taking it at the moment of leaving the bath. By some, too, it is recommended to swallow the left eye of a river crab. The magicians, engaged to cure a tertian fever by attaching as an amulet to the patient, before sunrise the eyes of river crabs, the crabs, when thus blinded, being set at liberty in the water. They say, too, that these eyes attached to the body in a piece of deer's hide with the flesh of a nightingale will dispel sleep and promote watchfulness. In cases where there are symptoms of lethargy, the rennet of the balina, or of the sea-calf, is given to the patient to smell. Some persons, too, use the blood of tortoises as a liniment for lethargic patients. Tertian fevers, it is said, may be cured by wearing one of the vertebrae of a perch attached to the body, and quartan fevers by using fresh river snails as an aliment. Some persons preserve these snails in salt for this purpose, and give them pounded in drink. Chapter 39. Remedies for Lethargy, Cachexy, and Dropsy Stromby, left to putrefy in vinegar, act as an excitant upon lethargic patients by their smell. They are very useful, too, for the cure of cardiac disease. For cachectic patients, where the body is wasting with consumption, tethy are considered beneficial, mixed with rue and honey. For the cure of dropsy, dolphin's fat is melted and taken with wine, the repulsive taste of it being neutralized by first touching the nostrils with an ungent or some other odiferous substance, or else by plugging the nostrils in some way or other. The flesh of strombi, pounded and given in three hymenae of honeyed wine, and the same quantity of water, or if there is fever in hydromel, is very useful for dropsy. The same, too, with the juice of river crabs, administered with honey. Water frogs, too, are boiled with old wine and spelt, and taken as food the liquor in which they have been boiled, being drunk from the same vessel, or else the feet, head, and tail of a tortoise are cut off 
and the intestines removed, the rest of the flesh being seasoned in such a manner as to allow of its being taken without loathing. River crabs, too, eaten with their broth, are said to be very good for the cure of phthisis. Chapter 40. Remedies for Burns and for Erysipelas Burns are cured by applying ashes of calcined sea crabs or river crabs with oil. Fish glue, too, and calcined frogs are used as an application for scalds produced by boiling water. The same treatment also restores the hair, provided the ashes are those of river crabs. It is generally thought, too, that the preparation should be applied with wax and bear's grease. Ashes, too, of burnt beaver skin are very useful for these purposes. Live frogs act as a check upon erysipelas, the belly side being applied to the part affected. It is recommended, too, to attach them lengthwise by their hinder legs so as to render them more beneficial by reason of their increased respiration. Heads, too, of salta celery are reduced to ashes and applied with vinegar. Prurigo and its scab, not only in man but in quadrupeds as well, are most efficaciously treated with the liver of the pastinica boiled in oil. Chapter 41. Remedies for Diseases of the Sinews the exterior callosity with which the flesh of purples is covered, beaten up, unites the sinews even when they have been severed asunder. It is a good plan for patients suffering from tetanus to take sea calf's rennet in wine, in doses of one obolus, as also fish glue. Persons affected with fits of trembling find much relief from castorium, provided they are well anointed with oil. I find it stated that the surmolet used as an article of diet, acts injuriously upon the sinews. Chapter 42 Methods of Arresting Hemorrhage and of Letting Blood The Polyp, One Remedy Fish used as an ailment, it is generally thought, make blood. The polyp, bruised and applied, arrests hemorrhages, it is thought. In addition to which we find stated the following particulars respecting it, that of itself it emits a sort of brine, in consequence of which there is no necessity to use any in cooking it, that it should always be sliced with a reed, and that it is spoilt by using an iron knife, becoming tainted thereby, owing to the antipathy which naturally exists between it and iron. For the purpose also of arresting hemorrhage, ashes of burnt frogs are applied topically, or else the dried blood of those animals. Some authorities recommend the frog to be used, that is known by the Greeks as calamites, from the fact that it lives among reeds and shrubs. It is the smallest and greenest of all frogs, and either the blood or the ashes of it are recommended to be employed. Others again prescribe in cases of bleeding at the nostrils an injection of the ashes of young water frogs in the tadpole state calcined in a new earthen vessel. On the other hand, again, in cases where it is required to let blood, the kind of leech is used which is known among us by the name of sanguisunga. Indeed, the action of these leeches is looked upon as pretty much the same as that of the cupping glasses used in medicine, their effect being to relieve the body of superfluous blood and to open the pores of the skin. Still, however, there is this inconvenience attending them, when they have been once applied, they create a necessity 
for having recourse to the same treatment at about the same period in every succeeding year. Many physicians have been of opinion also that leeches may be successfully applied in cases of gout. When gorged, they fall off in consequence of losing their hold through the weight of the blood, but if not, they must be sprinkled with salt for the purpose. Leeches are apt, however, to leave their heads buried in the flesh, the consequence of which is an incurable wound which has caused death in many cases, that of Messalinus, for example, a patrician of consular rank, after an application of leeches to his knee. When this is the case, that which was intended as a remedy is turned into an active poison, as a result which it is to be apprehended in using the red leeches more particularly. Hence it is that when these last are employed, it is the practice to stip them with a pair of scissors while sucking, the consequence of which is that the blood oozes forth through a siphon, as it were, and the head gradually contracting as the animal dies, is not left behind in the wound. There is a natural antipathy existing between leeches and bugs, and hence it is that the latter are killed by aid of a fumigation made with leeches. Ashes of beaver skin, burnt with tar, kneaded up with leek juice, arrest bleeding at the nostrils. Chapter 43. Methods of Extracting Foreign Bodies from the Flesh To extract pointed weapons which have pierced the flesh, ashes of calcined shells of the sepia are used. It is also of the purple, the meat of salted fish, bruised river crabs, or flesh of the silurus a river fish that is found in other streams as well as that of the nilus, applied either fresh or salted. The ashes also of this fish, as well as the fat, have the property of extracting pointed bodies, and the backbone in a calcined state is used as a substitute for spodium. Chapter 44 Remedies for Ulcers, Carcinomata, and Carbuncles Ulcers of a serpiginous nature as also the fleshy excrescences which make their appearance in them, are kept in check by applying ashes of calcined heads of mini, or else ashes of silurus. Carcinomata, too, are treated with heads of salted perch, their efficacy being considerably increased by using some salt along with the ashes, and kneading them up with the heads of cunilla and olive oil. Ashes of sea crabs calcined with lead arrest the progress of carcinomata sores a purpose for which ashes of river crabs, in combination with honey and fine lint, are equally useful, though there are some authorities which prefer mixing alum and barley with the ashes. Phagedinic ulcers are cured by an application of dried silurus pounded with sandarac, malignant cancers, corrosive ulcers, and putrid sores by the agency of stale sibium. Maggots that breed in sores are removed by applying frog's gall. The fistulas are opened and dried by introducing a tint made of salt fish with a docile of lint. Salt fish kneaded up and applied in the form of a plaster will remove all proud flesh in the course of a day and will arrest the further progress of putrid and serpiginous ulcers. Alex, applied in lint, acts detergently also upon ulcers. The same too with the ashes of calcined shells of sea urchins. Salted slices of the coracinus disperse carbuncles, an effect equally produced by the ashes of salted sermolets. 
Some persons, however, use the head only of the sermolet, in combination with honey or with the flesh of the coracinus. Ashes of the murex applied with oil disperse tumors, and the gall of the sea scorpion makes scars disappear. Chapter 45. Remedies for Warts and for Malformed Nails. The Glanus, One Remedy. To remove warts, the liver of the glanus is applied to the part. Ashes also of heads of mammy, bruised with garlic. Substances which should be used raw, where it is thyme warts, that require to be removed. The gall of the red sea scorpion. Smaridis pounded and applied, or alex thoroughly boiled. Ashes of calcined heads of mammy are used to rectify malformed nails. Chapter 46 Remedies for Female Diseases The Glauciscus One Remedy The milk is increased in females by eating the glauciscus in its own liquor, or else marides with a piston, or else marides with a piston, or boiled with fennel. Ashes of calcined shells of the murex or purple applied with honey are an effectual cure for affectations of the mammillae. River crabs, too, and sea crabs applied topically are equally good. The meat of the murex applied to the mammillae removes hairs growing upon those parts. The squatina applied topically prevents the mammillae from becoming too distended. Lint greased with dolphin's fat and then ignited, produces a smoke which acts as an excitement upon females suffering from hysterical suffocations. The same, too, with strombi, left to putrefy in vinegar. Heads of perch or a mammy, calcined and mixed with salt, oil, and cunilla, are curative of diseases of the uterus. Used as a fumigation, they bring away the afterbirth. Fat, too, the sea-calf, melted by the agency of fire, is introduced into the nostrils of females when swooning from hysterical suffocations. And for a similar purpose, the rennet of that animal is applied as a pessary in wool. The pulma marinus, attached to the body as an amulet, is an excellent promoter of menstruation, an effect which is equally produced by pounding live sea urchins and taking them in sweet wine. River crabs, bruised in wine, and taken internally arrest menstruation. The silurus, that of Africa, more particularly, used as a fumigation, facilitates parturition, it is said. Crabs taken in water arrest menstruation, but used with hyssop, they act as an amenagogue, we are told. In cases, too, where the infant is in danger of suffocation at the moment of delivery, a similar drink administered to the mother is highly efficacious. Crabs, too, either fresh or dried, or taken in drink for the purpose of preventing abortion. Hippocrates prescribes them as a promoter of menstruation and as an expellent of the dead fetus, beaten up with five roots of lapithum, and rue and some soot, and administered in honeyed wine. Crabs boiled and taken in their liquor with lapithum and parsley promote the menstrual discharge and increase the milk. In cases of fever attended with pains in the head and throbbing of the eyes, Crabs are said to be highly beneficial to females, given in astringent wine. Castorium, taken in honeyed wine, is useful as a promoter of menstruation. In cases of hysterical suffocation, it is given to the patient to smell at with pitch and vinegar, or else it is made up into tablets and used as a pessary. 
For the purpose also of bringing away the afterbirth, it is found a useful plan to employ castorium with panax, in four sathai of wine, and in cases where the patient is suffering from cold, in doses of three oboli. If, however, a female is in a state of pregnancy, should happen to step over castorium, or over the beaver itself, abortion, it is said, will be the sure result. So, too, if castorium is only held over a pregnant woman's head, there will be great danger of miscarriage. There is a very marvelous fact, too, that I find stated in reference to the torpedo. If it is caught at the same time that the moon is in Libra, and kept in the open air for three days, it will always facilitate parturition, as often as it is introduced into the apartment of a woman in labor. The sting, too, of the pastinica, attached to the navel, is generally thought to have the property of facilitating delivery. It must be taken, however, from the fish while alive, which done the fish must be returned to the sea. I find it stated by some authorities that there is a substance called ostracium, which is also spoken of as onyx by others, that used as a fumigation, it is wonderfully beneficial for suffocations of the uterus, that in smell it resembles castorium, and is still more efficacious if burnt with this last substance, and that in the calcine state it has the property of healing inveterate ulcers and cancerous sores of a malignant nature. As to carbuncles and carcinomatous sores upon the secret parts of females, there is nothing more efficacious, it is said, than a female crab beaten up just after full moon with flour of salt and applied with water. Chapter 47 Methods of Removing Superfluous Hair Depilatories Depilatories are prepared from the blood of gall and liver of the tunny, either fresh or preserved, as also from pounded liver of the same fish preserved with cedar resin in a leaden box, a recipe which we find given by the midwife Salpe for disguising the age of boys on sale for slaves. A similar property belongs to the pulmo marinus, to the blood and gall of the sea hare, and to the sea hare itself, stifled in oil. The same too with ashes of burnt crabs, or sea scolopendry, mixed with oil, sea nettles bruised in squill vinegar, and brains of the torpedo applied with alum on the sixteenth day of the moon. The thick matter emitted by the small frogs, which we have described when treating of eye diseases, is a most efficient depilatory if applied fresh. The same too with the frog itself, dried and pounded, and then boiled down to one-third in three hemi of water, or else boiled in a copper vessel with oil in a like proportion. Others, again, prepare depilatory from fifteen frogs in manner already stated under the head of remedies for the eyes. Leeches, also grilled in an earthen vessel and applied with vinegar, have the same property as a depilatory, and very odor too, which attaches to the persons who thus burn them, is singularly efficacious for killing bugs. Cases are to be found, too, where persons have used castorium with honey for many days together as a depilatory. In the case, however, of every depilatory, the hair should always be removed before it is applied. End of section 8